Greetings and welcome to our lovely community. Today we're back with another episode and this time we're talking about climate change. Now today in this episode we'll be discussing the effects of climate change and we also will propose some solutions by the end of it. So let's start. Climate. Climate change. What does climate mean, Huda? Do you know? Well, Climate, uh, according to my ecology teacher, is basically a set of the atmosphere that you can um, put it or like set it in a 30 years um, period. So, yeah, what about you? Like, that's all. I didn't study hard for ecology. I'm not, I'm not an ecologist, so spare me I that. Can tell. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Who cares about ecology anyway? <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, the melting uh, uh, architect, I think. Is that how we call it? Architect? I hope I'm not pronouncing yes, it correctly. Yes, yes. Uh, the, the Arctic, yeah. Yeah, the Arctic uh, sea uh, ice cap is melting. So, and that is causing. Uh, a rise in sea levels. I want to cry. We ruined our planet. Humans ruined their planet. And yeah, by the way, if like if we make, which is kind of interesting, I saw it rec- not recently, but I remember watching this in a video where they said if we had to put the planet Earth in like 24 hours, the humans only appear for one second. So imagine for just one second, we are ruining our planet. We did so much damage that the planet can't keep up with us. Earth, yeah. our ecosystem, is uh, can't keep up with us. Yeah, that's scary. Like the, but I think I've heard the, I've heard of this somewhere that actually the planet itself, like nothing's wrong with it. It's been through worse, right? It's been through worse. So I don't think we're killing Earth, right? We're killing ourselves. That's what we should. Think uh, yeah, of. yeah. I think we should put it that way too. Yeah, I think we should put it that way. Earth, Earth, is, Earth is really hard to kill. Like to kill Earth, it's uh, have to. Well, have to destroy. I think it's it. more of um, the living beings, basically. So we did that. We did what we are doing. Okay, if we, if the humans die, actually, planet Earth would maybe, maybe thrive. But the fact that we are uh, pushing other species like plants, animals, insects, all, all sorts of species, we are killing those species. That is kind of sad. I mean, don't you think that the planet would miss its animals and its plants and its insects and, you know, little, the little fishies? I think we are going to die, but we're taking a part of the earth with us. And yeah, I think are. that's what we should um, work on. That's that what we should that's what we should be like caring about. Don't you think? Yes, yes, I totally agree. Like our relation with Earth itself, it's like our home. And the way we're treating our home, it's really just sad and it doesn't reflect what we should uh, live for and all of that. And the, uh, the fact that we are 
rushing to colonize, for instance, Mars. It's really, it's just a, a foolish move because why not fix Earth? Why escape to another planet? And while well, we could save Earth and make it better, a better place, right? And so, like, the effects of climate change and the effects of global warming are really devastating to many things on Earth, for animals, for especially for the oceans. What do you think happens when the 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 oceans started like start increasing their temperature and all of that? Oh, a great example: corals. Corals. The uh, uh, I don't know how if it's the same in English, but in French we call it the white illness. Basically, corals turn white and. Y'all know how important corals are in the ocean's life, for the ocean's life. Um, corals are dying, literally. The coral reef in um, the the belt of corals in Australia, mostly all of it is just dying. They turn in white and they die. Uh, yes, that yes. Is... It's called the Great Barrier Reef. Like this. Yeah. Huge, uh, um, yeah, and huge, like, that is disappearing. Yeah, and like some people don't know this, but most people think that the trees are the only things that give oxygen, but they don't know that half of the oxygen that's transmitted to our atmosphere comes from the ocean. Half of Actually, Earth's oxygen two comes thirds from of it. Two thirds. It's even more than a half. It's two thirds yeah, of it. It's one of those little planktony thing that we only know learned about from SpongeBob. Yeah. Those planktons, they give us life. But... Yeah. <laughs> yep. And with the um, with the, the the temperature rising, the acidity or the pH of the water is rising. No, it's being lowered, so it's acidic and it's killing it basically that's like the main issue in the ocean because if the plankton disappears we're doomed and adding to that if the like the um the fires in the amazons like in 2020 i believe or 2019 i don't know 2019 the amazon's fires when were they and us dying and plants dying and animals dying basically everyone dies and uh, we live happily ever after in hell <laughs> in hell <laughs> yep. but, uh, i suppose that perhaps you can think of some solutions what do you think about that solutions well here's the thing for the solutions i think it should start from us like from our everyday lives, plastics. And I can't emphasize enough on the plastics. Um, I saw a video that said like near California, like near um, on the on the west, yeah, on the west of um, the United States and Canada, of North America, basically, there is a land a part of land that is um, not as, as nearly as big as Australia, but pretty big, pretty big area. And it's called the, I don't know, I forgot what it's, what it's called, to be honest. But it's basically where all the plastics goes, like, is thrown in there. And there are, like, levels of plastic. And they are as deep 
as hundreds, thousands of meters below the sea. They go all, all of that. And all of this plastic that we, like all the, the trash, the plastic trash existing in the world, only appeared, like 50% of it appeared only 15 years ago. Meaning yeah. from 2005 to now, we produced 50% of the plastic that is now thrown on land and in the oceans. And that just shows how irresponsible we are towards our planet. Like 50%, that's half of the plastic. And when did the plastic production start? Wait, let me Google that. When did the plastic production start? And you'll see that it's not probably like just a nearly plastic production. It was in 1960 or so, somewhere around it. So that's even, that makes it even worse. Like 1960, my mother was born in the 1960s. Come on. Mm. And we ruined all of that planet with plastic. So I think we should think of reducing plastic use. Now, how are we going to do that? Now, here's the thing. Though it's mentioned a lot, no one really does it, which is recycling. In Algeria, recycling is... Non-existent. At all, like, nothing. But what we... Okay, so let's look at it realistically. It doesn't exist. We can start doing it, but instead we can, like, reduce our use of plastic bags. For example, plastic bags. When you go to buy bread, don't put it in a plastic bag. Put it in this ecological, those tissue bags that they, that they sell, wool bags or something. They are ecological. You can go there. When you go buy vegetables, when you go buy spices, they put you in those little plastic bags. No, just take with you a jar, a little jar, and ask them, the, 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 the seller to like, you know, weigh the bar and then add the spices in it instead of just using plastic I, I don't know instead of buying small water bottles try using those um they're called anyway yeah, yeah basically it's a bottle of water that uh, you can put water uh, each time on it uh, each time you can refill it with water instead of using plastic um that is only used once or twice maybe thrice if you like want to go over the over the top uh, so these are like simple things that we can do. We can use that. But to be honest, the real ones that we should focus on are like the big industries. The big industries need to. And here's the thing, by the way, I don't know if you remember, but Hamoud Boualem, which is quite known um, brand, uh, yeah. pop brand in Algeria, they used to sell their products in like um, glass bottles. And then yes. you would like go to the market or like supermarket or whatever. Uh, you, yeah. would like ex- you would exchange it and you add like five dinners or something. That is the best thing they could ever think of. No plastic, yeah. nothing. But apparently, and it was used by not only in Algeria, uh, milk was uh, done that way for like plastic bags. Um, But and it wasn't only in Algeria; it was like in a lot of places in the world. But apparently, the the reason is that why they stopped doing it is because it costed money. You know, like for the uh, cleaning process and disinfecting it and those kind of things. It basically took time and money. 
So they're just like one to um, plastic bags, uh, to plastic bottles and bags. And when I think about it from a businessman point of view, yeah, sure, the environment. And, but I'm not going to start a business that I'm going to lose. And like, it's logical. So I don't necessarily blame them. Yeah, but I totally it, would be, it would be great if we like, um, I don't know, like they got government help or something. Because Algeria participated in a lot of environmental things. It's like the first countries in the MENA, I believe, that they decided to take initiative, or maybe in North Africa, that decided to take initiative concerning global uh, global warming because the MENA region is one of the most affected regions uh, concerning the, the global warming. What about you, Abdu? Do you have any solutions? Solutions I can think of plenty, but just a minor addition to what we you were talking about. There are actually things called uh, biodegradable plastics. I don't know if you've heard of them. Yes, like, uh, as a biotechnology student, I live by those. <laughs> yeah, they're it's like made uh, of something called PHA, I think. Yeah, yeah, and they're like organic plastics that just degrade over time and do not stay around, just like ordinary plastics. Because the ordinary ones, the way, the reason why they're really not good is that they don't decay as fast. And like the way they split up, they stay for a very, very long time. So instead of decomposing, instead of decomposing, they just fragment, fragmentate. Yeah, they fragmentate across the ocean and end up in the, in the stomachs of actual animals and they kill them and all of that. It's really, really sad. And it's, yeah, and the fact that, like, the ocean is teeming with all these tiny plastics that were, um, that were, that are, like, um, are, like, dispersed in it. And in a way, all the plastic that we're throwing in the ocean, it's, like, reduced to tiny, tiny bits that we can't really see. So it's even more dangerous than we think. And so like increasing, advancing our technologies with recycling and making these new compounds, new material that can degrade naturally, that would be really helpful for for nature. And another solution would be that um, that, uh, instead of rushing for renewable energy, because it's my field of work actually, like, I studied about renewable energy in a technical manner. And the reason why it's not really successful is that it's less efficient than um, burning fossil fuels. So from a business perspective, it's always better to burn fossil fuels. So what's a good alternative? It's to come up with a plan of not simply putting everything aside and going just for pure renewable. No, one would have to devise a plan that involves slowly but steadily decreasing the use of fossil fuel and replacing it with renewable energies. For instance, uh, we know that burning gas is much, much, much cleaner than burning coal. So that's a good thing. Like we replace coal with burning gas, just gas. That would be really good. And from gas, we could go to something else, less severe, but more friendly to environment. So 
people need to think like um, about this in the long term because we know very well that fossil fuels are not here to stay they'll be over they will be depleted in about 50 years or less than 50 years actually i've read some statistics that say that by 2050 most of the reserves of the globe will be depleted and that would be a huge huge issue on countries that are relying on selling this crude oil and crude gas to countries as means of uh, making profit so not only we're damaging the environment but we're also setting ourselves a trap in the future that's really really bad so we can say that as a solution is to steadily move towards green energy but steadily not just abruptly steadily is like for instance solar wind wave tidal and geothermal power all of these are really like they are durable we can use them endlessly and at the same time they would help us like rely on them and it would help the economy and all of that and uh what do you think aside from that yeah um just coming back to the biodegradable plastic it is a great alternative. Um, well, you know, again, as a biotechnology student, we actually, um, biotechnologists are the ones that kind of take care of this. And the reason why it isn't really much of an option is that it takes so much money. It's so expensive to create biodegradable um, things out of plastic or uh, anything. Uh, first of all, it's like a whole process because it's mainly out of um, microorganisms, and you first need to like work with microorganisms. So they are, you need to create the perfect living um, like situation for them to um, prosper and everything, and then you need to extract that DHA, which is used. Um, it is a biodegradable plastic, and then you need to. Uh, change that in much so basically it's a lot uh, of uh, it's a long process and i don't think businesses are going are willing to go that way anytime soon mainly because if they do it and it's going to be expensive the clients won't be buying anything i mean uh, like let's look at it realistically if you have a minimum wage and you see that, oh, um, this shoes is, uh, I don't know, uh, two, three hundred dinners and it's made out of plastic, basically. And then this shoes is um, six hundred dinners and it's biodegradable. The, I know this, those are unrealistic numbers. They're way, way, way more, they're way more expensive. But let's go with these numbers. With a guy with a minimum wage, um, a head of a family or anything, they're not. They're probably going with with the three hundred because it's less expensive and they can't really afford the six hundred. So, I think the solutions that we should like point out, like the, the solution that we should um, raise above, is um, the ones that like now we can get up and do it those kind of solutions the 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 the, um, 
the the solution that you gave for example yeah we can start that because as you mentioned we need to go steadily not like oh no we're going to change to the sun power like sun energy we can't do that anytime so especially right now with this weather um so yeah i think yeah. we need to look at a lot of things realistically definitely have indeed and one other solution that we can propose is that we have to protect uh, forests like the amazon for example since we mentioned earlier that forests we give a lot of oxygen, especially the Amazon forest. And the fact that it's being destroyed right now to leave room for businesses or for companies and all of that, that's really, really sad. Like forests are really important and they help us like fight this climate change because protecting them means that we are ensuring our continuity. We are ensuring a steady flow of oxygen. So I think we should protect them. Like we should put these, um, these laws that protect global forests. And it's, what makes it like sad is that you can't really, they would reject you. Like if you go to the Brazil, like the government of Brazil and tell them that, hey, you should stop cutting trees. They will laugh at you. Like, who the hell are you? Coming from another country and you tell me to not cut trees. You, you can't really impose stuff like that. You will need like an international organization that can impose these rules. And what better, but what better organization can do that than the United Nations? But even the United Nations is not really doing the best of its job. So I think we really need to think through this as humans and have to like give rise to global like global organizations that can that can have the authority to tell countries what to do and what to not do. So at least they can they can have a slight impact. And uh, yeah. like for instance the coral reefs and uh, limiting the the limiting the the fishing the fishing of fish and um, like destroying the reefs. Like for instance you know that we ha we're having a huge issue with fish like we're over we're overfishing and it's causing the many species to go extinct and those going extinct is causing like issues in the reefs themselves like um for instance okay for instance our our uh, coast like it used to be teeming with fish but nowadays the fish had escaped the coast like to fish nowadays in the same amount as the old days you would have to go far far away from the coast so what is happening here the fish are escaping the coast and they're going like a lot further so the reef that used to exist in the coast is now dying because the ecology is being destroyed like the ecosystem the small ecosystem of our coast is being torn to shreds because the fish are escaping and the fish are the ones that give life to the coral reefs. So the fact that they are uh, they are running away and like they are resisting the overfishing, it's really sad. And even though even though the government is imposing these um, these laws, nobody really cares. Nobody really cares. And I've seen it myself because I used to go fishing from time to time, and not just 
not the actual like crazy fishing of having to catch all the fish with the uh, with the net and having to bring like I don't know tons of it with me. No, I just go fish for a few pe- a few fish like I don't know uh, five or six. That would be like a dinner for me. But the, the people that I'm talking about are those who hunt in the masses. And they don't care about the um, the laws and all of that, and the fish which are protected, or the hunting times and all of that. It's just sad. And I've seen it myself. And I've seen it myself that some people even pollute the seas. Like, for instance, um, one of the things about ships, like they have their engines, and these engines, they run on oil. So sometimes you have to replace the oil, just like cars, you know? You're probably familiar with that. So, changing the oil of a ship engine basically like that of a car. You have to take it to a decent place, you have to make sure the oil doesn't spill anywhere and replace it with a new one. That's how it works. But I've seen people, like fishermen, who just grab that oil and throw it in the oceans. It's like dirty oil that kills anything that touches it. It's acidic. It's uh, toxic. It's basically poison, and they just throw it in the middle of the sea. Like, nobody sees them. Like, hey, I'm just gonna throw this here. Nobody cares. Nobody's seen me. It's just crazy. And I guess you can't really fix this with laws, right? Because who cares about laws? People need to understand that it's dangerous. And for people to understand, you'll have to resort to the old classic education. Like, people need to be aware of these things. They have to, you'll have to run these awareness campaigns. You'll have to tell them that, hey, this is bad. You don't have to do it. Uh, you have to go with ads. You have to go with, especially education. Like, it's the most important thing. Like, if you're educated, you know the, the results of your action. You know the effects of what you're doing. So basically, these people who are not educated are driving this mayhem of destroying the environment. And they don't know that if you destroy the environment, you're basically destroying your existence, like in an indirect way. And uh, of course, some of you who are listening, they say, who cares about fish? Who cares about the coral reefs? Again. Most of the oxygen that we are produced, that being produced on this earth, comes from the oceans and the seas. You destroy those, you destroy your your um, income. Let's say income of oxygen that's coming into this earth, and like you perhaps say, well, that who cares about a small region of the globe? No, if we care about the, like the smallest things to the biggest things, obviously. We would go from the bottom to the top. That's how it works. If we care about the little things, obviously we will care about the big things. And it's always good for a start. That's what I think. How about you, Huda? I've talked too much. No, it's... I don't know. I felt sad suddenly because the planet doesn't belong to us. Yet we... Like... We think that... Like, we do everything like we own it. We don't own it. No one owns the planet Earth. You don't... No human owns the planet Earth. You don't come and do whatever you want to do. 
because hey it's your land you bought it yeah it's your land i agree but you bought it to work with it to make it better not to ruin it and it's just you know you you want to cry because you try your best but that no one hears you and then you rely on big organization but then you see that those big organization aren't doing anything so you just so you just feel bad and you blame yourself for these kind of things you try to educate people around you and they just laugh you they just laugh at you or laugh you off i i tried it i remember i had a friend who like she was eating a piece of candy and she threw the the wrapping on the ground so i carried it and i was like like i i i pick it up and i was like why did you throw it he was like oh well it's already dirty like the the this street is already dirty what's what's um like a a an additional wrapping wouldn't do anything and I just, that's when I realized, boy, oh boy, we are doomed. And that's just, just sad, you know. It's really sad. I hope, I hope we realize it. I hope people stop thinking this is a hoax. People stop thinking that the planet Earth is doing just fine. Because no, if we continue like this, we're going to ruin ourselves. Like you mentioned before Abdul, we're gonna ruin ourselves. The main victims isn't going to be the animals. Or, like, yeah, they're gonna be there, but it it would be us. Let's try to fix it for us. I mean, we're all we're already selfish, so at least let's do it for us. Let's try to fix it. And uh, I think uh, this is it, Abdul. Uh, yeah. So that's that's it, I suppose. Any concluding words, like last words? would like to say let's try for our best yeah let's do our and best I, and i would say that the earth is the only home that we'll ever know and even the even the appeal of the stars and mars and colonizing and stuff like that it will never replace earth nothing will ever replace the birthplace of humans and so it's our duty to protect it as much as it has protected us and it fed us and it allowed us to breathe its air, it allowed us to feed from its ground and it allowed us to exist and all of that. We have to, we owe it to, to Earth and we owe it to all the creatures that are there because as the only uh, intelligent creatures right now, we bear the, the duty protected. We bear the duty to ensure that it's as it is it is the same way we took it like the, like it is in the same shape and the same status that when we first arrived that's how we should think so suppose that's a final statement and i hope you yeah. enjoyed this rather yeah short story on this we wish you a goodbye. Take care of yourself. Happy birthday to whosoever birthday is today. And kisses and biscuits. Thank you. Have a good night.